Welcome to the Glasgow Museum's podcast. In this episode, we're delighted to welcome Connor Ross and Holly Wade from the latest cohort of the GOMA Youth Group. Connor and Holly will be talking with Katie Bruce, producer-curator from GOMA, as part of the GOMA at 25 series celebrating the work of the Gallery of Modern Art on its 25th anniversary. Welcome to this Glasgow Museum's podcast, which is part of a series of conversations with artists, curators and lovely humans that we've worked with over the last 25 years for GOMA at 25. This series has been generously supported by Art Fund and the Respond and Reimagination grant. And my name is Katie Bruce and I'm one of the curators at GOMA and currently in the office with two members of the GOMA Youth Group cohort that have just finished their year of working with us. Would you like to introduce yourselves to our audience? Hello, I'm Holly. I've been a member of the GOMA Youth Group for the past year, 2020 to 2021. And alongside, I was doing my Museum Studies Masters, which I've just finished as well. I'm working at the Hunterian now and just putting my feelers out for some more jobs in the art sector. Thanks, Holly. And I'm Connor. I was also part of the GOMA Youth Group um, with Holly last year. I graduated in uh, 2019 from Glasgow School of Art and been a practicing artist since and just started my Masters as well at Glasgow Uni. What's your master's in? Oh yeah, <laughs> Material <laughs> Culture and Artifact Studies. Ooh, quite a <laughs> I was going to ask you both first question just to kind of ease us into this. What was your first encounter with GOMA? Yeah, I think in the first time I kind of came to GOMA, I, I mean I live quite close by as well, so I probably came when I was young. But like when I moved here for, for uni, I think I came here quite often as well so it was always come to the GOMA a lot look at art as well and it would be one of the first places they kind of recommend going coming in as an art student. Is there any particular exhibition or artwork that you remember? And I <laughs> love Kate Davis that's in there she did quite a few lectures as well there so I fangirled over her for quite a while. Kate Davis's piece Militant Method kind of love that piece I kind of think I saw it a few times it's been a few different exhibitions but a great piece yeah. Okay. And Holly how about you? I think that Goma's just always been like a bit of a cultural hub in the city centre, so I lived outside of Glasgow, but whenever I would come in with my mum and my dad, we'd come to Goma, maybe go to the Oxfam bookshop across the road, come into the cafe, or go to the library in Goma as well, and yeah, just have a wander around and look at the, the exhibitions. So even from when I was maybe like nine or ten, I was doing that, and then when I was 18, I would do it with my uni friends as well. So yeah, it's just always been a place that you head to when you've got spare bit of time or yeah it's just always been a bit of a, a staple in Glasgow for a bit of culture and accessible as well I think for all ages. Similarly do you have any artwork that you kind of remember or something that stuck in your head? In 2018 I think so maybe about 21 I came and saw oh, what was it the model of the city I think it was like oh, inner city. city. Inner city, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like Alberta Whittle and a couple of other artists. And I loved that exhibition when I came along to see that. I thought the model of the house was great. And then I actually also did like a little short course on future learn, I think, over lockdown. And it was Martin talking <laughs> about inner city. So that was like another, I don't know. Yeah, it's been like that exhibition, inner city, has been like very present in my uh, learning about GOMA. <laughs> Aha, uh -huh. and we're actually in the, the office space where we're sitting just now was gallery space when it opened up and Michael McMillan's Inner City was in this space in a, in a darkened room, I think for audiences on radio or a podcast, you can't see this, but we're looking down the corridor and it was the other end of end of this space. So yeah, this oh, is really 
<laughs> so it's been a work that's been here yeah. all of that time as well from the collection. So thinking about the youth group, you were in the second cohort. I was wondering why each of you chose to join and what you were expecting with yeah. it. I had seen the first year's Gomez group and I just thought that their experiences looked amazing, that they were, they got to put a week's exhibition on in the Gallery One and that they were running social media accounts and I thought that looks brilliant, I really want to get into the art world and I think that this is a good way to do it. And I also kind of couldn't believe that that opportunity was available because I'd always seen galleries and the art sector is really quite inaccessible even in Glasgow. So I thought that's a great foot in the door and it looks really fun so I'm going to go for it. I think I was expecting, I don't know, I felt really young when I was looking at it and really like far away from that world and then I kind of expected that it would help me grow up a little bit, that it would give me some experience in a sector that I wanted to get into. If I can get a little volunteering position at the GOMA, that will just have it open another door in my life, and it definitely has. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, and Connor, how about you? Um, I think I hadn't actually seen as well the previous group that had been on. I heard about it a little bit, but I think that was the year it was, I was in my undergrad's final year as well, so nothing existed outside of that really for me. But when I kind of came across it, I was kind of at like a crossroads point as well of being an artist and you know, the struggling artist. I've not gained much experience in a like an art sector that's not only like just run by artists, so the kind of commercial side. I hadn't had any idea as well of that. And when I kind of saw it as well, I was like, oh, this is oh, this is quite cool on Facebook. And I was like, I'll just apply for that. And yeah, as well, I just kind of saw everything that was on there, and I was like, this is kind of something I want to be a part of, and hopefully learn a lot more from it and that gap mm. of knowledge. And I was expecting it as well to be really intense, uh, really scary, because I was like. I hadn't even worked a gallery setting as well, so I hadn't even been like a gallery assistant or anything like that. So I thought it was going to be intense uh, work as well and be really scary. But I just turned out really everyone was so inviting and it was always kind of like a relaxed vibe and you kind of learnt so much as well from it with it being just everyone being so nice and inviting. Yeah, it's not quite like a master's course. <laughs> yeah, it's not as intense, not as scary. <laughs> <laughs> with that. But I, I know it was set up because there was an awareness within our office that opportunities for younger people to get experience mm -hmm. within contemporary mm -hmm. modern art gallery or museum. It's not that easy. Yeah. And also for us, we've got a certain lens on the programme that we've mm -hmm. been thinking about and it was one way of inviting in a different perspective on what a public programme could be in, mm -hmm. in a civic museum space. Yeah. So. It's quite exciting for us, each each new cohort, on the ideas and the questions that they bring to us and also what they manage to achieve, which I guess leads me on to my next question. is It's been an interesting year and I think everybody will know across the globe what, what that, that, that means. But also, you know, you're coming with expectations. The idea would be that we'd meet in Goma, you'd have access to the staff and everything that goes on here on a normal daily basis and you didn't have that but actually it'd be really interesting for both of you to go back over what you did achieve over the last year within the youth group you and the other cohort mm. we have to say it's not just you two yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah because we had we had quite a lot going on as well and it feels like it was such a short period of time i think i was kind of expected it was just like we just kind of looked at exhibitions and maybe have one at the end but i was quite interested as well there was a lot more training in like how to host workshops and interact as well with a lot more people. I think as well maybe in my brain as well I kind of got isolated in the artist. You stay in the one place and you don't talk to anybody and you'll do your work. So yeah, interacting with like a lot more people as well and having that 
other workshops as well that kind of going on. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree, Connor. I think for me, I was also just expecting to maybe be involved with the staff and learn a little bit about it and then put on an exhibition at the end. But it's definitely been so much more than that, even on an online year. I've learned skills in hosting workshops, using social media accounts, like promoting an account on social media. I've learned about how to set up an Eventbrite, which was quite difficult actually, and communicate with lots of different attendees, which has been so useful for my career. I'd also thought as well that it would be a lot of people like me, people that want to get into working as a curator or facilitating artists, but I was so happy to find out that there were loads of practicing artists on the group, and it's just expanded my friendships and connections in the art world so much, which has been fab. Yeah, because I guess that is the perception, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons for setting up the Government Youth Group was to open up the building and the transparency about the different roles that actually go into making an exhibition because everybody just thinks it's the curator and actually you know we work very hard <laughs> you know there are a number of key colleagues with huge amounts of experience in, like conservation and logistics our loans team our research team our education colleagues that actually no exhibition is done in a silo with a, with a single voice there's a lot going in there and I guess that's one of the things that I know Angela was quite keen to put into the youth group is that you get experience of working with different members of staff so you get different perspectives on exhibition making or workshops or audiences. Mm. One of the key things is bringing in your peers mm. either work with you say on the exhibitions or workshops but also as an audience coming in and, and learn how to make this building more responsive to that so even when you say peers, I was thinking like even my friends are a little bit more involved in GOMA through me, like from attending workshops or maybe like hearing about it or applying to the next cohort as well. So it's been really nice to be able to be a little bit of an ambassador and spread the word about GOMA to people my age as well this year. Yeah, because I know museums are different things to lots of people and to me. It's my work, but it's also a, a space where I meet people. And I suppose in the last year, that's been the most difficult bit working from home because normally you're in, you pop out into the galleries and you have these really really interesting conversations with people who are just visiting and ask quite provocative questions about what's on show there. So, you know, you're constantly learning outside of that. And for, for you coming in as well, you also ask us quite difficult questions about what you want to do here. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing our thinking, but then also your peers coming in or audiences that you meet, say, through the workshops or if you're in the gallery space or at the openings. It is, it's a really nice social space and the idea of networking well and building up relationships, which hopefully youth group that will go on beyond that year time. Yes, definitely. I think everyone at GOMA, all the staff have been really encouraging about letting us know that just because our years come to an end, it doesn't mean that we can't get in touch again as well. So that's been really nice. And I was going to say, in terms of actual outcomes and experiences that you have achieved, there's an exhibition that's up there that's on, I think, until January. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We did mention that a little yeah. bit, but yeah, so we've yeah, <laughs> go on, go on. that sinking feeling. Um, it's our exhibition on in Goma at the moment, and it's basically all the artists that are in the Goma Youth Group, and then the curators in the Goma Youth Group also get to create as well that expression space and it's great as well that it's been it's been having to have it on for four months and which is i think the last um, cohort we only got the the one week although it was the big space but it's really good as well because for so many exhibitions you usually only get that kind of week slot and to have like an exhibition run that long as well it means you can kind of talk about it for a lot longer yeah and people come back as yeah. well and 
for, for me personally because I wasn't in the building and couldn't see you. Yeah. It was a really nice fresh surprise to go up there because I had no idea what was coming out of your conversations. <laughs> and really great to see how you worked within that quite tricky space in mm -hmm. some ways with probably quite a lot of ideas because it wasn't just one curator. You were working as a group and the artists were involved as well. So congratulations. People can still see that till January next year, which is great. But also you ran workshops there are blog posts online and like you say you did social media too so that's quite an incredible achievement over the year that all of you managed that both of you were involved with that and I'd also forgotten there was a performance as well yeah. you commissioned a performance as part of your yeah. series uh, yeah it was quite a cool experience as well to kind of be contacting like artists and speaking to them and kind of getting their ideas then having them implemented into like the the goma space it was like really cool as well to kind of speak to them and then how you would interact with like a, a bigger body as well like the goma and yeah it's like i think it was, it was a really good performance yeah i loved seeing how like we approached them with an idea and then they used their practice and said like we're, this is actually what we're more comfortable with but they totally worked with our ideas as well mm -hmm. and it was just great to sort of see that process evolve and eventually become the final product of the performance which was great. It was a private performance but managed to see some of the documentation of it and it was just really beautiful and moving and really powerful. I know that in, in terms of the intensity of the time that you were able to work with them for that performance to come out of that time it was really quite amazing and really beautifully responding to the building as well. I think Isabel and Al Camini, the two performance artists, were just great in working with us in such a short space of time and adapting their work and their workload as well to a short space of time to meet our needs. So yeah, big thanks to Isabel and Al Camini for that. <laughs> Yeah, and I suppose that is one of the biggest learning curves of working in a museum like this is you kind of look from the outside and go, well, there'll be thousands of staff running around and it's dead easy just to flip up the show. Yeah, they'll all be there singing and dancing. And I guess that's that thing about learning to negotiate with artists when you've got an idea and they've got an idea. There's also the timescales of the building within a, well, within a pandemic that's shifted what we can and can't do again but yeah to negotiate all of that and, and learning and, and understand and, and keep it moving forward I think that's a really incredible achievement over the last year for all of you and taking ownership of that and, and doing quite a lot with it too so yeah absolutely. The most surprising thing was that it wasn't like this huge big like amount of people as well that you're kind of coming in and that it's not just like so many people and they'll just be like that we'll just pump out some more art as well then that's it there's another performance and another one um, a lot more goes into it as well and a lot more conversations on how it's going to practically work and the logistics around it which is like really nice to see and it's not something you get to see as when you kind of come in and see it in the public so it's really good to kind of see that and there's a lot more interactions with the other museums in Glasgow Life uh, which I didn't even know there were some of them were connected as well so that was good to kind of know. <laughs> yeah definitely agree with that um, just like coming in I don't know when you see the exhibitions in Goma and you think like it's very pristine and nicely laid out and well thought out and you kind of think like there must be so many professionals behind this I can't even imagine mm. like that they're human almost <laughs> and then you come in and you do realize that it's just like a not large team just doing their best to work with artists and 
create things that they're proud of and that they can look back and go like, yeah, we're really happy with that. So yeah, it's been really nice to, to see that and it makes me a little less intimidated for my future career as a curator, hopefully, because I know that you know I'm just a human that would go into that job and try my best as well. <laughs> and I guess like all things, it's experience. We don't have massive great big teams, but what we do have is a really experienced logistics team and conservation team that are problem solving. And I guess that's the interesting thing about working in, in this space is artists come, as do the Goma Youth Group, and ask quite difficult questions that haven't quite been done before. So nothing's necessarily straightforward or easy, so you don't just tick it and then go on. You actually you need those conversations and negotiations. And actually sometimes with that, it moves whatever the work is into a better place because you're not just straightforward agreeing yeah. right at the outset and within this building and I know you are as well you're, you're considering how audiences move in the space the volume of audiences and um, who those audiences might be and how you communicate your ideas to that mm -hmm. as well so it, it is quite a long drawn out conversation but actually really pushes you to think in different ways which I really enjoy about that too. One thing I'd love to ask you, Katie, is what you think GOMA gets out of the youth group, for not just our year, from past year as well. I can ask it at the end as well. <laughs> no, you can ask it right now. Um, so I spoke a little bit earlier about some of the reasons why we set up the youth group and why Angela was really interested in bringing the voices of young people in to start to shape how we think and programme, particularly for an audience, say, aged between 16 and 25. Also, we're aware that our programme moves at a certain pace because of the way that we have to work with artists, with our spaces and the resources that we have in our main spaces that's maybe a little bit slower. It's for a broad audience I think that will be interest for, for your peers in artworks and you, you know you've both spoken about artworks that really appeal to you so it's, it's not it's not like the work isn't there but I we're a small team you know you work with artists you work with partners on programs and that brings in different ideas it pushes you to think differently and I think one of the key things about the GOMA youth group was to offer that space for young people to gain an experience and an insight into an institutional way of working which is quite different sometimes to a more artist-led space or a more informal DIY space because it's quite a lot of interesting institutional ways of working but at the same time it also meant that we were meeting and actively working with a group who were bringing in ideas, perspectives, their research, their reading, their ways of working, their interests and their peer groups to a conversation where we might not necessarily be thinking in that way because we're working on a specific way of programming or we have finding out what that is because yeah. you, you then get into a kind of consultation process in which certain people will maybe feed back in a way of ideas mm. to you that they think you want to hear whereas I think the GOMA youth group doesn't necessarily <laughs> do that because you're coming with an interest, you're seeing what other people have done before you mm -hmm. you're also wanting to programme for your peers in a way that we might go, oh I don't know if we can do that, mm. whereas you've gone, we can do that and you take that risk in a way that we might not be able to do because I don't necessarily come across as patronising or you go, you invest in something and the audience isn't there for it because I'm seen as a slightly older curator that's maybe not, not necessarily somebody that they're going to want to come and hear and speak from, whereas 
you're speaking to peers and that's a different thing. Yeah. So it's a force for asking difficult questions within it mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily going to ask us the questions that they think we want to hear. And a slight disruption in the easy way of just rolling forward a programme because we've committed to supporting you to realise aspects of what you want to do. So you can't, as an institution, you can't just back down and go, well, that's not what we would do, so let's say no. Yeah, it opens up that space yeah, for yeah. something there. And, you know, it's never going to work out all the time, but then that's the nice thing about having that space for you to practice and take risks and learn as, as you're working as well, because you're at that stage of your career where you need something like that in order to push what you're thinking as well. So hopefully it's symbiotic in that way. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like the most very not tokenistic form of like co-production and working with young people um, and it has like tangible outcomes like our exhibition and like the social media for Instagram. It's like the rebellious little sister of the Glasgow Life Instagram account. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we definitely need those on our marketing. but. You know, a lot of that goes into what Angela was proposing because we've had youth groups in the past and we've done projects over the years. So it has come out of a lot of working with young people in different ways over the years. But I think Angela has actually pushed for that space. And in the last couple of years, because there's been changes in staff, we are in a time when there are less and less resources out and you're realising how precarious it is for artists but also particularly for younger emerging artists and graduating artists now is, is a sector is quite different and also for those that are interested in working in institutions like us. So it's about thinking differently and not just doing what we've always done in the easiest way possible. And so Angela's really pushed for that space for the Goma Youth Group within here and the way our program's working more, those spaces are, are able to appear in a different way that maybe two or three years back they wouldn't have done because of lots of things would have been already committed or programmed or we had certain ways of working in spaces. So yeah. there's never one reason why things happen. So yeah. that's kind of pushed it as well. And we're learning, we're changing. You know, as you were saying about the youth group being that kind of antagonist. Did you say you didn't say antagonistic? Did you? Rebellious. Rebellious. How sometimes we feel Gomer is within Glasgow museums because you spoke about not knowing about what other museums were in yeah. here, but you uh, know we have big, established, grown-up museums, and we're definitely. The youngest child mm -hmm. a yeah. lot of the time and how we're perceived and what the questions we mm -hmm. ask and what we're pushing for you know institutionally I feel we're a bit similar to how you feel mm -hmm. you were connected to us and yeah. I think it's really good for like the area as well there's a lot now more focused on like young American artists so just recent graduates of Glasgow like School of Art or surrounding like um, art schools. Even like um, our small gallery space that I work with is Salt Space. Mm. They got the opportunity as well to kind of be part of the Goma Youth Group like kind of through me and another member as well. Mm. And it was kind of great to kind of open that up, field up as well because a lot of the time it's the institutional body is a bit intimidating and kind of getting the opportunity to kind of learn from them and then put it back into the smaller galleries as well so they can have that more kind of connection and be part of that. Yeah, great. I mean, these are things I wasn't... <laughs> I knew Salt Space was involved in some way, but you, you don't realise the whole story. Yeah. So that, that's, that's really exciting. So we've talked about 
what your cohort have managed to achieve in the last year in Goma and we're currently recruiting and a new cohort is about to start. So what dreams do you have for this cohort of Goma Youth Group going forward into the next year based on your experiences? My dream for them would be to be in the office and in the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's dream. <laughs> Which was, you know, a totally unavoidable fact of our year and Goma have been brilliant at facilitating us and we're in the office now yeah. and it's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's just something that comes with working in person that is really, really great and meeting people in person. So that's one big thing. And then I think, yeah, just taking it up another level and maybe being a little bit more rebellious and asking more difficult questions and taking their dreams for their absolute dream exhibition and putting it into the GOMA is just an amazing opportunity because it's one of the biggest exhibition spaces in Glasgow and even for a smaller space you'd have to pay quite a lot of money as an artist to, to rent a space and you get it for free and you get to do, you get a lot of creative license to do what you want with it so yeah just take advantage of that and if it is feeling a little bit stressful to always come to a weekly meeting and bring your most creative self then just keep going and know that your peers in the Goma Youth Group and the curators are like really backing you and supporting you and yeah just keep at it because it is great and you'll love it like every step of the way. <laughs> Yeah, I can't just say diddle. <laughs> yeah. You can, but... <laughs> but yeah, I think as well, the, yeah, in the future, the real benefit as well coming into the space and kind of having that more intimate connection. Although we kind of, we were able to kind of get that over the Zoom calls. But I think, yeah, as well, no pressure, but like um, you can step up as well now that it's going to be coming back in the person. And yeah, just kind of see where that kind of takes you as well. There's so much you can like benefit from being in the space and also just being within the, the group of Goma as well and all the employees here to kind of help improve your skills as well and then get your foot into the door into this the scary art world and make it not as scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think Angela does always say you get out of it what you put into it and I think that's totally true and you can just put a small amount into it if that's all you've got time for and that's absolutely fine but yeah it's just all about what you put into it and how you relate to other people in the youth group. Yeah and I suppose that's the exciting thing because you have to apply and it's quite a big process mm -hmm. and there are quite a number of people that apply so my colleagues have to look through and get to a stage where they're inviting kind of shortlist group to kind of come in and do that so in lots of ways it's quite a random mm -hmm. cohort so you don't necessarily know who you're going to be working with from the start so there's a lot happening within a year you're working with us you're meeting new people and you're also being asked to deliver so it's quite incredible what happens over that time and what you and both cohorts have, have all done over that time <laughs> my last question's a bit more of a cheeky one if you could have a work by any artist in your house from from goma or the glass museum's collection because i know you've written about pieces for the blog posts over the last year which has been great but what work would you take home and why would that be? I think going for a more traditional answer I would maybe take home an Ian Hamilton Finlay piece that's in the taste exhibition in Goma. I just love Ian Hamilton Finlay and I think it's great that they've got him in the collection because I don't know that he's always the most exhibited or talked about artist and yeah I, I just kind of love him and I love literature art but for a more left-wing answer, I think I would go for um, 
a work that's in our exhibition, that sinking <laughs> feeling. I, re I really actually would because it's beautiful. They're all beautiful, but um, Axa Arif's her mirrored reflections, just the canvas is stunning and I'd love to hang it in my house. <laughs> there we go. And Connor? Yeah, so there's quite a few um, pieces that I like, I really enjoy as well. I mean, the Sharon Haynes ones as well, they're like really nice. I mean, I've already mentioned how much of a fangirl I am of Kate Davis, <laughs> yeah. and I've seen that militant method so many times, I'm just like, oh, I could just go just above my fireplace, it'd be perfect, yeah. So definitely love the Kate Davis piece. I think as well, same from like um, our exhibition, just to hype us up a bit more. I mean, I love Emily Miller's like pieces as well that's in there. Um, I Have a Mother Now is just, it's a nice comical political one as well, so I'd love that piece. Great, well, I can't make these dreams come true, but it's nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both very much. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you in person, mm -hmm. in the office, and hopefully we'll see you either in here or at other points over the next while. Yeah, definitely. I hope so. Thank you so much, Katie. It's been Thanks really lovely. Well, that's all we have time for in this episode of the Glasgow Museums podcast. If you've enjoyed and want to hear more, you can find more episodes available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts and on SoundCloud too. Just look out for Glasgow Museums. Until next time, thanks for listening.